0: Welcome to episode 45 of the Catching Up Podcast. I am your host, Connor Kaysen. I run a company here called Finally in Seattle, where I tell stories about things, people, places happening in our city. Every week, I'm joined by my co host, Nick Hughes, who is the founder of a company called Founders Live. It's an online community for business leaders, founders, entrepreneurs to connect, help each other. He also has a series of live events happening around the country. He's on tour right now. This week, we're talking about, uh, we opened the show talking about some of the difficulties we have in growing and scaling our businesses that have really grown on top of our personal brands we also touch on the loss of doug baldwin and kim chancellor to the seattle seahawks uh we lastly go into scooters launching in seattle and also we touch on the power of brand and how the starbucks cup that didn't actually exist on game of thrones uh created billions of dollars of attention for starbucks thank you for watching episode 45 of the catching up podcast we hope you enjoy the show Welcome to episode 45 of the Catching Up Podcast. Nick, how are you doing this morning?
1: Hey, Connor. I'm doing well.
0: How are you? I am fantastic. I've actually been a little overwhelmed with work, which uh, might lead into one of the topics here later. Uh, but it was definitely one of the biggest weeks, uh, not biggest, but busiest weeks of uh, my life. And so this weekend is going to be a little crazy because I got to play, play catch-up all weekend. And uh, yeah, I'm just really far behind on editing all my videos. Uh, I got a big event happening next week that I got to run some more Facebook ads for, so I can sell some more tickets. Uh, I got my tooth replaced at the dentist this week uh, because I've been walking around with half of a tooth lately. And uh, yeah, it's just been uh, it's been a busy one, but also had a, a few different businesses reach out wanting to work with me. So it was just like uh-oh, like how am I going to manage more clients if I can't manage this week? Uh,
1: yeah. Uh, but how are you doing? I'm, dude, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm, I'm now in Denver, which is cool. And uh, we we just had our Founders Live Denver event last night. How'd had it so, go? It went well. Yeah, it went well. Uh, it was one of, kind of a, you know, one of the events that um, we have. There's a small group of cities that, are kind of in a little like holding pattern or hiatus and denver's been one of them over the last like six months just from a leadership standpoint and so part of organizing this event was to kind of spur the activity again and uh that wor- worked really well in phoenix and uh so then last night you can you know you can tell that i will leave denver with uh, most likely a city leader in place because we have like a supporting team but we just we, we need someone to step up and have more of that leadership role. Yeah, so that, it went really well, and, um, yeah, it was, it was awesome. I think uh, just to add a little flavor to, you know, just jumping into things, um, you know, I, I kind of feel the same way sometimes, man, like being on the road, especially there's less uh, – not a lot of things are constant. So, so many things are flying around, and there's times when I feel a lot more um, overwhelmed. And just kind of lost in the sense of you're just like, okay, like, how do I get to zero? How do I get to net zero so I can, like, figure out what the hell I'm doing? Yeah. Um, and I can sense that you're a little bit right there right now.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm in this position where uh, over the last year and a half, I've totally built a really strong, independent, like, consulting business. Um, and I'm really curious about, like, what level I can grow it to. But I'm also not sure if I'm really ready to hire new people and if and, and every entrepreneur I think goes through this situation growing the company with just taking the leap of faith to hire a few people and hopefully you can get some clients at the same time or in a in a relatively short amount of time uh, to pay for those people and so yeah, yeah I'm definitely in that because I have. <clears throat> uh, four or five prospective new clients. And I mean, that will more than double my business. If I were to sign, I wouldn't, I don't think I could sign all of them. Um, but I think I've got a good shot at all those meetings. And so I, I just don't know really like how to manage it at this point. I'm still trying
1: to, uh, figure out what the best way is to grow my business. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm kind of in the same place in some ways and uh, obviously we're not as like. A- consultancy or agency, but um, I'm definitely in that. And I've been there a while where I'm at a ceiling of, dude, it like what I do on a daily basis, like would fascinate people. I think because I'm, you know, the, the image of like the spinning plates on those sticks just comes to mind or like juggling basketballs, right? Like, yeah, it's, it's absolutely insane that this whole thing is running with very little, Team, like they you know, the honest truth is, I'm the only one full time, and we have people. Obviously, we have our city leaders that run the things in all the cities that we're in. But I'm ready to onboard more of a, um, you know, a, at least operations, um, definitely some marketing, uh, definitely some creative, and even a community manager, which would keep because I, I just do all that in in various shapes or forms. And so yeah. I'm at a see ce- I'm at a ceiling where what Nick can do on, on a, you know, kind of daily basis, weekly basis. And then it does take a leap of faith, but you also, you have to figure out like the, the cash, you know, what's the cash situation, you know, for, I mean, I guess my thought for you is, is there a way to bring on some people that you, initially you just have the conversation of like, Hey, look, like, you know, it's almost like you're combining forces, but each one is, it's a hundred um, percent commission or a hundred percent like, You know get get your own clients or if you if i bring you on it's only paid upon the project versus like hey i'm gonna bring you on as a full-time employee regardless if we have a you know job or a project or not so just figuring out ways to like you got to do that half step before you do the full step and um i think you can do that probably better than than founders live because we're less in that like hey here's a client that has a project that has a certain it's a certain amount of you know value you know that's an interesting way to go about it, I think.
0: Yeah, certainly. And I, and I think that is gonna end up being the step. I have a few conversations with some uh, specifically videographers to help me out. Uh, Cause that's really my bottleneck right now is editing videos um, and getting those out because I can still run all the ads and, and help with the production and everything. But just sitting at my laptop uh, for, I mean, from anywhere from one to four hours to, to finish a video is uh is really what's taking up a lot of my time um and it's also just not my expertise
1: well and you also need to think about this comes back into more of really thinking about okay where do you what number one where do you excel number two you know what what is the drivers of your business you know because and this is amazing where you know i've only learned it through business coaches and whatnot but there's things that you could do for literally three to five hours a day that are just in the business that are like details and things that need to get done. Or you can spend that three to five hours to continually grow, grow what your work, you know, grow your business, grow clients and drive revenue. Yeah. And, and, you know, like we only have a certain amount of hours in the day. And so what are you spending your time on and what can you delegate to other people that can edit the videos for you? But that, exactly, that you know, that, that are skilled in that. And maybe they don't take three hours. Maybe they take one hour, but um, because they're that good at it. So I don't know. Uh, these are the things that you need to think about uh, as you go forward. And I personally, dude, I was, <clears throat> I was even thinking about this before you brought up the topic that I'm just like, man, you know, I'm, I, I really do have a, I have an issue or a challenge of bringing someone on and trusting that they're going to do a good, a, a, at least a good enough job that I've been doing in the yeah. task that that's at hand. Um, you know, cause like, like, you know, Raleigh was talking a while ago about He's like, dude, you just get, you should get some like, uh, you know, you know, like virtual assistants and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, sure. Yeah. Like I would, I, I could, I could do that. And I probably will. Um, sorry. Uh, I probably will. But, Dude, like, let's say whether they're in the US or they're like across the world, you know, this is someone brand new to the the business and, you know, they might not know that this little nuanced thing, like write it this way because that's the way we've been doing it and here's the reason why and they don't know because they're in Vietnam, you know, and you're like, yeah, oh, great, you know, like, and I'm not getting down on anyone that lives outside the US, but there's nuances in language and uh, timing of emails that are sent that i mean all that has to be coached and so you know i'm ready to do it but it's like it's tough because i'm scared to bring on someone you know
0: yeah i'm in the same boat i think it's more like yeah just being uh apprehensive and and just unsure and and uh yeah eventually i think you and i are both just gonna have to take a little leap and i'm sure it'll get documented here on the show when we do um but on kind of some other non-business news the first thing i wanted to bring up is if you saw the news about Doug Baldwin and Cam Chancellor?
1: I did, Here. man. I can't believe it. I know. I saw that last night um, after after the event. Uh, end up coming home like I'm actually staying with a friend and you know at his house, and we came back and watched the end of uh, actually the Denver Portland game, and and that was cool. But um, dude, I like on the lower level. Lo- like I saw it, you know ESPN just has the lower level kind of ticker. Yep. And I was like, oh man, you know, cuz I had read a while ago, a couple weeks ago I read that Baldwin um dude, he's been struggling with injuries like over the last couple of years, but last year was rough. And it was like, hey, this might be his last and obviously we drafted certain um players because of that. But yeah, like I actually saw I on um on sports center last night. They showed the the roster or the starting the starting 22 Offense and defense starting twenty two from the last Super Bowl team that we had uh, against uh, Patriots and there's like three players left out of oh my god three or three or four and on the defense it's KJ Wright and Wagner and then on the offense it's Russell and actually uh, Justin Britt so there's four of them out of twenty two and dude that was an epic roster and we you know like retirement or trade or just like free agency dude we it, it is a full rebuilding team. That's too bad.
0: Yeah, that's a wild stat. Only four of them left. Um, I mean, those are still pretty strong characters, right? Uh, between line, linebacker, and quarterback, that's that's yeah. like a lot of strength. <clears throat> but still, I mean, but that's just the parody of the NFL. Like, people's careers only last three or four years anyways. And so, yeah, wow. Um, yeah, but I saw that news, and uh, it was just kind of like an end of an era. And so another topic is Mayor Jenny Durkin has kind of given the green flag uh, upon contingency to bring scooters to Seattle. So over the 45 episodes we've done here, I mean, we've talked about scooters probably in like seven or eight of them. Yeah. Um, And so but we've taken a long break from scooters because I think we just kind of like gave up like this is never going to happen in our city. They banned it and it's not coming. But um, they are. So they're expected not to launch until fall, which I think is just terrible because (laughs) then no one's going to ride them. Um, They just become so much more dangerous in those seasons. And like if they would have gotten them out right now, like they could have really peaked, I think, and people could have really enjoyed them. But they really want to make sure that the safety is prioritized uh, before they roll them out. And so are you do they have them there in Denver?
1: I have not seen them here in Denver yet. I will report if I do. Uh, But I was just thinking as you're talking, you know, it's like, dude, every, pretty much every city I've been in, um, you know, definitely California. So, you know, LA, I think San Francisco for sure, but LA, San Francisco, San Diego, and then Phoenix, and then Austin and Dallas, they all have them. And, you know, I, 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 I have. I have turned the corner on them a little bit. Um, I think that they are equally useful and equally a nuisance <laughs> from a, a, a they're, they're clutter. I mean, it's just ridiculous, but um, the more I read, actually I've been reading about them a little bit and the more I see them, they, they are, um, they are convenient travel. They are good for the um, good for the ecosystem and, you know, our environment. I don't know how they're produced in terms of, their effect on the environment but in terms of usage great on the environment now the only thing i'll say is dude i'm just waiting for that big story where some some person guy or girl just gets killed because they got nailed in the in this they might have already had this but like a big story of negligence because they're literally rolling in the city on a scooter in traffic without a helmet i think that that's really stupid but anyway um i think that it's a good mode of transportation in terms of the city maneuverability.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I think that, uh, you're right. It does create clutter, but when it comes to like, uh, relatively short distances inside a mile, I mean, it really can save you a ton of time. And so, uh, we have the bikes here and I test rode a bike maybe in like 2016. I think I rode a ride and a line bike to experiment. But now we are only down the line bikes and the Uber jump bikes. But mm-hmm. I have had a complete change of heart on these bikes. Uh, I'm like kind of obsessed with them now <laughs> uh, because the jump bikes and the electric line bikes, which I think all of them are, they have the electric assist. And so riding them is incredibly easy. Um and riding them up the hills in Seattle is really easy. There's this hill that goes from Denny up to Seattle Center that's really steep up through uh, the Pacific Science Center. And and it's always an exhausting walk. And I rode the bike up it yesterday, and it was just like it was a breeze to go up the hill. Wow. And so, um, yeah, because where I live in Lower Queen Anne, like going downtown is really accessible. Either it's going to take me 30 minutes to walk there. Uh, the bus is sometimes about the same time if I have to wait. But the bike, there's always bikes right in front of my apartment. And I can get down there in like 12 minutes, and it costs me uh, about $2 yeah. to get down there. Um, and it's an enjoyable ride, especially when the <clears throat> sun's out. Uh, and so, yeah, I've had a complete change of heart. I think this whole summer, uh, I'm going to be taking a lot of advantage of those bikes. And I think if there are scooters, I would be doing the same thing. I would take advantage of those yeah. as well. I-
1: I'm excited to have them. Well, I think, yeah, my only – one of my big issues is uh, you might have seen the pictures that, and you know, you can look them up online, just like the bike graveyards, especially in like China. And yes. so th- this is an issue, and so I would want to see a very public statement and program that uh, that illustrates what the life cycle of a, a bike or a scooter, and then what recycling is happening to then make the next ones. Right. So like, let's say it's six months or a year, this piece of equipment is actually in use and then it's broke and it's done but they take it and recycle it they literally melt it down or like you know break it down and then make the next versions um if that's the case that's awesome but if they're just getting thrown in some graveyard that is just a big pile of crap and metal and plastic then that's a problem so i think that's that's what i would like to see from the industry yeah
0: i totally i totally agree i mean they've got a lot of issues to solve but uh, hopefully, it's providing a service. I'm I'm just super jealous of all those sunny cities who've had them forever. Um, yeah. These these uh these winter impacted cities, I think, are going to be really interesting, especially when you talk about the East Coast. And maybe the the East Coast just uh, it's not going to work for them. We'll see. Well, uh, so, speaking so, oh, well, speak,
1: speaking of weather, speaking of weather, um, just a little update from what I've experienced. Dude, like I'm in Colorado. Um, I I just came from. Austin and then Dallas. The weather was cool, but it was crazy. I mean, there was, like, thunderstorms, and then it was, like, sunny and warm. And then just came here to Denver, and, dude, I got here um, Saturday, and, like, you know, Saturday, Sunday, and it was Cinco de Mayo, and it was, like, 75 degrees. It was sunny and warm. And then yesterday, dude, it snowed. We woke up to snow on the ground yesterday. What? Like, on the, what, 9th of May? (laughs) It's That's crazy, crazy, man. It's it's insane. Like the Denver, apparently Denver in the spring, it just like you don't even know. Like it, you know. Like and people in Texas are like, oh, springtime is the best because it's awesome weather, um, but, uh, and then Denver is like, you know, totally um, it's just crazy weather and like it, it's not the best. So Denver in the summer is way better. I've heard. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, right now
0: in Seattle, we're having like record highs. Like they're they're uh, saying it might reach ninety today and tomorrow. What? So, Are you serious? Yeah, it's. I mean, yesterday I think we had a high of like eighty six or something like that. Uh, so I'm missing uh, it. I'm missing it. Oh man. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking. There's a Sounders game tomorrow night, uh, and I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be like one of those like really warm nights, uh, which will be a ton of fun. Uh, and so I got yes. one. I got one more topic for you. Um, and I know last week we we established that you're you're not caught up as much on your Game of Thrones. But this week, with all of the controversy that was that people were mad about, uh, the big thing was this Starbucks
1: cup showed up on the show. Did you did you see this? Yeah. And hey, ironically, guess what I'm looking at and holding right now in my hand? <laughs> you got a Starbucks cup. <laughs> yeah.
0: And so the the thing I wanted to point out here on the show was that Starbucks. I mean, pretty much trended for the first half of this whole week uh, because of this cup, because first it was like, did you see the cup? And then all of the actors came out and said, it wasn't my cup. It was their cup. It was their cup. And then uh, one character was like, I don't drink coffee. I drink tea. And uh, right. It just had all of this. You know, it was taking up a lion's share of the talk this week in in pop culture. Um, But it turns out that the cup wasn't even from Starbucks. (laughs) Right? It was just a white cup with like a sleeve on it. And I just think that is absolutely incredible that the brand power of Starbucks related to a tall coffee cup is that strong that people just saw a cup there and immediately said it was a Starbucks cup and it wasn't a Starbucks cup. So whoever this company was who made this coffee or tea. Uh, Could have had billions of dollars of talk about them, but because it was Starbucks, Starbucks siphoned all the attention to them. Um, And I just think it's a very compelling story of the power of brand and and the impact it can have when you really capture an audience like that and, uh, you know, become the thing of whatever you're creating. And, yeah, they, they took all this power and it wasn't even all their It wasn't
1: even their cup. This it's great. I I I chuckled on it. Yeah, I'm, you know I'm not watching the show, but I totally saw that, and I was like, okay, like I thought it was funny. And first of all, I'm like, how did they miss that? Like, and you can understand like when you're going through a lot of these post production edits and all this. Like, there's so much that you have to, you know, screen through, and you know, they just they they missed the they missed it. And um, but you're right, dude. Like this points to a lot of I talk about this with. You know founders a lot which is like how yeah how can you figure out how do you build a narrative around your brand and your experience to the point where you become the verb you know that the most known is like hey google you know google it um how do you become like known it as the industry thing and um you know i think back in the day people used to say nikes like just for shoes you know but i don't think that that doesn't happen much anymore no. But, um, you know, like, essentially, yeah, you see a cup, and it's white, and it's a coffee cup, and it, it, they say there's a Starbucks cup. And you're, oh, my gosh, like, that is a ton of free publicity, a lot of marketing. Starbucks is, you know, you know what's great about it? Starbucks sat back and just enjoyed it. They didn't do yeah. anything. They did not do anything. They said, let's let this ride. They didn't, like, jump in and, like, you know, make a quick commercial about game of thrones or whatever um and i think that that's smart they just they appreciate it for what it was um it trended without them and they're like hey let's just like you just basically take that like nice bump in marketing and um, global recognition but um yeah like lesson to any founder to creating any product or or company like continually work at being the thing in your industry that becomes known and you know honestly like I'm not saying that founders live is there at all but i think i think we have an opportunity to be like if any quote pitch event or any sort of startup focused event you know i think we have an opportunity because we have the 99 seconds it's branded it's founders live like someone asked me last night why did you call it founders live and i'm like well first of all it's a badass name second of all (laughs) second of all the the domain was ten dollars uh third of all it's live in the moment you know physically you're at a founders live event they're pitching live uh live stream uh live online as a community you can interact live like with someone that's across the world i mean there's so many ways but it's just it's cool anyway but like um i think i think we have an opportunity to grab that in in our industry because as we grow around the world it just becomes like oh it's like it's like founders live like a When someone says, yeah, it's like a startup pitch event and they're like, oh, it's like Founders Live. That's when I know that we're we've we've at least hit something in that area. Yeah, it definitely has like that
0: big skill name. Maybe uh, next week I'm going to add it to our list here that we talk more about uh, the creation of the business names. Yeah, let's do that. Excellent. Well, Nick, what else you got going on uh, this upcoming weekend, this upcoming week? Anything you want people to know about?
1: Well, I would say if you're in Seattle, uh, you might want to get tickets to the next Founders Live event on the 30th It's uh, at, at Think Space. And let's hope that it there's weather like you're having right now. But um, it's going to be great and there will be a, a special surprise guest. So that's all I'm going to say right now. Oh, ooh, I love
0: that little teaser here on the show. Uh, perfect. For me, I'm actually looking at my calendar. Uh, If you are in Seattle, next weekend is the Green Lake Food Walk. It's my annual fundraiser for the Green Lake Chamber of Commerce. Uh, The ticket is $15. You walk around to all the participating restaurants. You get a bite. Uh, I promise you will leave full. We also blocked off an entire street there in Green Lake, and we have a giant public beer garden. I think last year all the beers were like – they were less expensive than anything
1: you'd get at a restaurant. Uh, and it was all local beers, which was great. Yeah, man. I um, remember I, 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 I would second that. Uh, I've been there a couple times, and it's a really fun experience. So check it out. Yeah, thank you very much, GreenLakeFoodWalk.com. Uh, but that is it
0: for us here at Episode 45 of the Catching Up Podcast. Nick, I hope you have a fabulous uh, upcoming weekend there in Denver, and I will talk to you next week. Yeah, peace.